0: You know, we've We've kind of settled on this niche because we know that this is what gives us our greatest joy, is helping people to discover their stories. And I think a lot of video production companies trust that the client actually knows what their story really is and is able to verbalize it and explain it. But I do find that a lot of people rely on us to help them to discover what is it that they actually want to say and what is it that makes them special.
1: Welcome all to the first episode of Video Storytelling for Community Engagement, a brand new podcast from the folks at AOS, or The Art of Storytelling, which is run by my friends Miranda and James O'Connor. They're responsible for several award-winning documentaries exploring such themes as youth development through sports and music, climate change, and equine therapy, but also for hundreds of videos for brands who want to leverage their story to make a greater impact. It's been three years since they effectively moved their business and their lives from the Caribbean to Canada. Six years since we last met at the Equus Film Festival in Camden, South Carolina. And an amazing 15-year journey for these two entrepreneurs, which I can't wait to share with you right now.
0: You know, we started this business on my mother's dining room table many, many years ago and we didn't start off doing video stories. We started doing graphic design, and then we started to do web design, and we were doing web hosting at a point. So we really have done quite a lot of different things before we got to where we are today. And what started as as photography then went into video. And I do remember, you know, the first time that we decided to invest in a digital camera, this is when digital cameras were becoming more available. And it it was so expensive. We had to go to the bank and get a loan. And in those days, we didn't have any money. We didn't really know what we were doing. And we kind of just like had faith that it was gonna work. And we went and we borrowed money. We bought our first digital camera. And I think it was like three or maybe two megapixels, like something ridiculous, you know? And it cost it cost a huge amount of money in those days. And I I told him, I said, you know, you, you better learn how to use this camera and make back this money. (laughs) And he did, you know, and it just kind of went from there. But, you know, coming up to the point where we met you and Bruce, we were doing a lot of business videos, business stories. We were doing some like social responsibility videos for some of the bigger companies. We had started doing a lot of oil and gas and financial work and, but, but yeah, and government work, but the, you know, the business stories are kind of where it evolved from. Um, And that's like, that's what we draw on mostly. Um, A lot of it is in the editing, but a lot of it is also in who we bring into these stories, who are the stakeholders that we bring in to interview, to form a really good narrative about the brand.
2: People might take that for granted, but I wanted to say that a lot of the times we're doing it real time so yes we do put a lot of effort into the pre-production side of it and make sure that um, we're gonna nail all all of the objectives and everything Um, but because it's a very organic process where we're asking you don't know what they're going to say ultimately you don't know what the what response you're going to get and that's what makes it so exciting and engaging because you're literally discovering something as as this thing unfolds and so you you have to be on your toes and you have to be dynamic and you have to kind of know what to ask next because the answer you got was completely unexpected so there's a lot of that as well and that's taken years of um uh, you know because of budget or because of location or because of the the kind of story that you're dealing with you know you, you literally walk into the room with one just you one camera the audio is going to be as good as it as it can be and um you know you have to know how to get What the client who's on shore, you know, you're now, you know, you could be in another country and you're completely, there's no communication, get what they want. And they have to trust you that you're going to get what they want. And the person, this stakeholder, this individual that you're interviewing has to trust you. You know, they let that guard down. They tell you the truth and you do it in a way that the audience can discover that really comes from years of experience. That's, that's what, that's how I wanted to qualify that a little bit there.
1: Well, I'm sure it doesn't happen anymore. But like in the beginning, I just have to ask: Were there times that you came away from it and you think two days later, "Oh man, I wish I had asked so and so," and you just can't recreate it? Did that ever happen?
2: Yes, you you learn a lot from editing your work. And I always tell this p- with people who come to work with us. Um, you know, we got people who want to do, you know, just editing or just filming. Uh, sometimes they they want to film because they they see that on TV, the behind the scenes, and they think that's glamorous, and they don't they don't really want to get stuck behind computers, but. You have to see what you got and you have to see how it works as a story and you have to see, um, you know, if you have enough context to really deliver these objectives. Because you, you cannot just nail objectives point by point. Then you might as well write it. You might as well get the CEO to say it. It's not organic. It's not a discovery. Um, so, yeah, you, you really have to, uh, you have to know what you're doing.
1: So Miranda, I have to ask a little bit more about this because I see so many people put out there, they're in video production or they do this or that with, with video and film. Is there anything else to you that's different between what you're doing and just a regular video company? And I mean, stakeholder storytelling to me already sounds different.
0: Yeah, I think, um, you know, we've done so many different types of videos, you know, any, anything, you know, we've done explainer videos and safety training videos and TV commercials. So, I mean, we've really experienced all the different types of products that people can ask for. And I think, you know, we've we've kind of settled on this niche because we know that this is what gives us our greatest joy, is helping people to discover their stories. And I think a lot of video production companies Trust that the that the client actually knows what their story really is and is able to verbalize it and um, and explain it. But I do find that a lot of people rely on us to help them to discover what is it that they actually want to say and what is it that makes them special and how do we how do we choose the right sound bites and put it back together into something that's like really interesting and engaging for people to watch and something that people will believe and trust and think, oh yes, this is a real, authentic story that this person has told me and that they've had these, these other people have been in their video supporting what they say. You know, we've had maybe employees or contractors or clients or, you know, charities that people work with. Um, we bring them in as, this, as the stakeholders and they help to support what's, what the people are trying to say and make sure that what they've said is actually true and interesting and believable
2: it sounds a little clinical but you you can talk to people and they can tell you a lot of the time these people are describing a life change or you know a significant change and uh, and that's not doesn't necessarily apply to uh brands and businesses who are doing quote unquote life changing work you know you can be selling coffee but our point is you know if you do it using this method this format, you're not just telling me about the benefits of your coffee in you know, a in a bullet point format. So um stick all the storytelling is really just excellent content strategy.
1: Well I've even loved the recent things I've seen you put out that were, you know, describing businesses, restaurants, all of that in your hometown. And it just seems to me that you've you've continued that trend of helping the community and reaching out to people to see what you can do to help. So, I mean, that that seems to me to tie, tie in with it.
0: You know, once you establish that relationship where, you know, I understand the client's brand very intimately, that becomes priceless because to for them to have to start over with a different company that doesn't really... Understand what their brand is. Understand what their purpose is. You know, you can really miss the boat if your vendor doesn't is not really 100% on board with you and your mission. But what I wanted to say is, when we when we got to Ontario, it, the, everyone is so supportive of local business. So you know, we might not feel like we are that local or that we're. We, I mean, we are residents of this nice town and this nice area. But, you know, once you live here, everybody wants to support you and and they will say, Hey, you know, we have this great local videographer. And I kind of feel like, Oh my gosh, I'm an, I'm an imposter in this town. You know, <laughs> I have only been here for a few years, but, um, I think, you know, they, I think they like what we do. And I think they recognize that we have a lot of experience and a lot of professionalism that we bring. And maybe that's something that you don't necessarily get in a small town.
2: Sure. I think that the localism is defined by how quickly you make those relationships anyway and, um, you know, just how fast people have – it's almost like they see value in your work or they they appreciate what you've done and they quickly localize you. They're like, oh, yeah, don't worry. You're local. You've only been here five days. Don't worry about it. And it was kind of like that in South Carolina too. You know, we got there. It's like, oh, you're here to help. Oh, you're one of us. I mean, that,
1: That's what I see you doing up there. And so no wonder they're embracing you the way they are. But Miranda, I have to ask you, how has the pandemic affected all of the, your relationships with people there and, or relationships with anybody? How has that, has that affected yeah. you?
0: It's also forced us to network more and just become more involved locally as much as we can. And that is what is growing our Canadian business at this point.
1: Well, and hopefully we'll continue to, because even as we're opening up here in South Carolina, even in education, the push is we've got this virtual thing set up now. Let's keep making the most of it. And so for you guys, I'm, I'm sure that that's going to still be something. Yeah.
0: yeah. So we've had to do a few organizations that have had to transition from having the in-person events to having virtual video events. And the high schools are one of them because- you know, and I feel for the high school students because they don't get to have a great grade 12 experience and a graduation. So,
2: so we, give them a good, we give them a great movie instead.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're making them some really great movies, really great graduations. We did one last year. We're probably going to do a few different ones this summer. And then we have like award ceremonies that could not take place in the big gala ballrooms. So, we did, we did one last summer, and we'll probably end up doing more this summer as well.
2: Yeah. So, Julianne, you were talking about how you know, to what extent is the virtual stuff going to stay. The other project that we did last year was the Dufferin Farm Tour. Um, you know, previously people would drive in their car and go to the farm tour, and they would ha- it would have this much impact. And the day after the farm tour, it's, it's over. But last year, because they didn't have that opportunity to have, you know, physical people come, they said, okay, well, let's do more video and that's when they contacted us and i was like this is not a pandemic solution this is a permanent solution and you know sure and i mean you know but they're still talking now about you know we may be in possible lockdowns or whatever when the when the tour comes around again because this has gone on too long but i think by now everyone is fully and even the schools too are all like this has worked out really really well and the shelf life is permanent and you know as well from your production you know you could have had a an experiential event you could have had a one-off thing and maybe you know done some videos from it or whatever but the product that you are left with with which for for listeners is the edge um you know the story of bruce's work is like this living thing in its own right and it and 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 evolves you know over time we've done now i don't know what four or five different edits it's been submitted to, to film festivals you know there's there's short edits for you to do all sorts of things with so I think people are, are starting to see the value now in doing, you know, in in investing in video. It used to be, look, I can scramble together 500 dollars. Let me can I get a video? Now it's more like, look, I need something that's gonna do the job of communicating with my with my stakeholders and my clients for the next two years. Um, and is gonna be relevant and, and seem fresh for two years. You know, how can we and that's where the content strategy comes in. That's where the story becomes so so important.
1: Well, I ha- Miranda, I have to ask why are you doing it? Why what are you doing it for and what kind of impact have you seen?
2: We're still trying to pay off that loan for that first camera. You remember that?
0: Do that <laughs> loan,
2: no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think you know, we've been in this for so long that we know how to do this and how to do this well. And you know, we bring a lot of confidence and calm to our clients who wouldn't know how to do this um, on their own or with like a hired videographer who doesn't have the experience. And we do this because, you know, the clients, they really, really like when they get back their video story. I mean, they tell us, you know, I was brought to tears. I got, you know, goosebumps. It was so emotional. And then to see the response that they get from the community when they share it, I think that's what what keeps us going because we know that people really enjoy what we have to give them.
2: Totally.
1: Well, you mentioned calm and I see that it even with every time I'm around the two of you, James is this whirlwind <laughs> running around doing and Miranda, you just have this calm even today as, you know, as relaxed as you are. It just seems like there's a level of trust there, obviously. What do you see as the next step? What's what's the future for the art of storytelling?
0: I think we're definitely expanding our reach in Ontario. We're not doing too much marketing as such but we're definitely getting new calls every day from new clients which is great and I really like the space that we're falling into which is a lot of municipal work, government, um, healthcare type work, education work and that's actually like the really exciting work for us you know because anywhere that has a really good social impact in the community is definitely more rewarding for me than helping a client sell more stuff you know. I think you know the the social impact and the purpose-driven work and the community initiative work is really what, what we are all about.
1: What impact do you see that this has had on your lives? I mean, you've the work together, the move, everything else, um, how has that impacted your life?
2: It's been very emotional because the, all of the stories we've worked on have been, they've all been significant stories in terms of people's lives and livelihoods. And I quickly realized what a huge impact having a camera had in those situations, and and the ability to just say like, oh well, tell the people. Here you go, tell the people. Tell me your story, you know, and I'll and I'll, I'll see what what happens. And it did have a huge impact, and it and felt amazing. At the same time, it can be quite emotionally exhausting. I feel like my life is somewhat of a tapestry of everyone else's life. Sometimes it's been 24/7, you know for three weeks solid in another country, you know, and there's no, I don't, there's no downtime. I'm not at home. I'm not with my family. I'm not with my kids. It's only recently now that, you know, we spend much more time as a family together and we're able to like, You know, I much more identify as a dad now, you know, and that's a it's a cool feeling. You know, it's a really cool feeling. Does that even begin to answer your question? Yeah,
1: actually, it does. Because to me, it's the same. It's you and Bruce have always kind of seen eye to eye, I think, for that same reason, because you're taking in everybody else's stuff and your creativity is what shows it. In whatever light, which yeah. it ends up, the the person comes away with this feeling of, oh my God, you know that's so yeah. powerful. He does the same thing with his work in the round pen with the clients that he brings in, and I think you have to be able to dump all of that
2: yeah.
1: and finding yeah. the way to dump it and do it yeah. in a safe way.
2: I would qualify saying that it's mentally exhausting. Some of the work is, 5% of the work is very difficult because we do get handed very difficult stories sometimes. If you do that for a long time, um, and you, you, as you said, you take on everyone's stories, it it can be a burden. But at the same time, the other 95% of it, and also in, in some of those difficult stories, because that's kind of why we're there, that's when it's hugely rewarding, and that's when it's you... It's joy, you know, you sharing and everyone else joy. So again, your life is all of these experiences of everyone else's thing, but now it's, it's very positive as well.
1: Well, and it continues. I mean, you look at Chris Dennis and they're still there. They're still touching those children's lives. They're still doing that work. And it's still, the rest of us are able to see it where we would have never known anything about it. It's the same yeah. thing with Bruce. I mean, to be able to go all around the world with the Equus Film Festival and have people in France or, Italy or Germany or Trinidad or California or Canada know that story, that never would have happened any other. That's that's special. So, what do you see as the future? I know expansion and I know doing a little bit more, a little bit more, but what do you see as the future of AOS?
2: I've really embraced user generated content in a big way and encourage my clients to embrace you know, creating their own content and telling their own story and getting, getting involved. Um, we've done stuff for Headwaters Healthcare, the hospital that Miranda mentioned earlier, uh, and their staff have used our app, which is the, the Content Cloud app, to shoot their own story and, and do that. And then, and then they don't have to worry about the editing side of it, we, we take care of that. Things like that I see as the future of, of storytelling.
1: Well, I think the app was a brilliant move anyway from the beginning and for people to have access to something like that. I think what you're doing is really special for anybody who hasn't seen stuff like your behind the scenes shoot shoot from Chris Dennis's film or any of the rest of it. It's it's intense. It's crazy. It's exciting. um, It's addictive. So I've enjoyed watching everything that you put out there. It's just exquisitely shot. So bravo. James and Miranda, thank you both so much for being
0: with us today, and I've enjoyed
1: talking to you.
0: Thank you. Thank
1: you, William. Thanks so much for joining us today. If you're a brand or an organization or a content strategist and you're under pressure to deliver video, or you're a creator and you want to be in a better position to advise your clients, There are storytelling and content marketing guides to download at theartofstorytelling.com, so be sure to sign up and subscribe. You can also download AOS Content Cloud from the App Store for free. Until next time, I'm Julianne Neal of JA Media Productions on behalf of the folks at The Art of Storytelling. See you then.